My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Conservative Daily. And my goodness, we have a day. We are having a day already. In fact, we have the CanCon killer, uh, the Gateway Bandit, uh, Captain Obvious, Brian Lupo. And he got on here and told me some things that I didn't even know before I jumped on as I was prepping the show. So I'm excited to jump into it. Uh, we have a huge day. I didn't even realize how huge it is, so we're going to give some snaps for Jesus and the American people right now. And uh, welcome to the show, Brian. How you doing? What's going on, man? Huge day today, dude. You told me you told me just before we started, and I was like, what? How did I miss this? I literally just submitted my article on it, on this, like five minutes before we got on here. So uh, it'll be up on Gateway Pundit here, hopefully within the next 20 or 30 minutes. All right. Explosive. Well, do you want to jump into this first because this this excites me. Well, all right. I, you know what? Or we can save I, it for I, a little I, later. No, no, no. I feel like we should start with this because some of the other stuff that I I sent you earlier from my article is going to tie into this. Uh, so this morning I had you know as I was finishing up my my first article that I wrote today, I was um, kind of contemplating some of the terms I was using, and now I see this 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 next piece of news come out and I, I, I kind of regret not going with my gut instinct on this. So um, for those of you that don't know, Fulton County, Pennsylvania, the county government has filed a lawsuit against Dominion Voting Systems. And this lawsuit is massive, massive. Everything that we've been claiming, not everything, but a lot of the stuff that we've been claiming for the last two years about these Dominion voting machines uh, is coming to fruition, according to a September 15th, 2022 report by Eric Spikeen. Uh I think it was 2022. It might be 2021. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, dude, this is this is this is really big. This is really big. So I have uh, you sent me the the suit right here. You want me to just throw that up now? Sure, might as well. <laughs> okay, and I'm actually going to throw us on top of it because. I'm going to have difficulty containing my excitement right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go. Let's go. All right, so the first number that you're going to want to scroll down to is probably number 46. All right, now keep in mind, folks, I literally just got this about 20 minutes ago. This is brand new, so uh, I'm just going to read exactly what, what this says or, or, or let Apollo do Oops. it, but one or the other. But I'm not going to... Um, yeah, there, there's not much I can say about this just yet. All right, so All right there just, you uh, on, <laughs> on or after November 2020, Fulton County became aware of severe anomalies in the Dominion voting systems due to the inaccuracy and or inability to reconcile voter data with votes actually cast and counted, i.e. tabulated by the system in Fulton County. Keep going, keep going. 47. On or after November 2020, Fulton County became aware of certain factors and aspects of the Dominion voting systems that did not meet the conditions for certification set forth in the January 2019, February 2019 certification report, Exhibit B. Keep going. All right. Um, yeah, so, so now uh, 
Okay, so 49, 50, and 51 talk about the Halderman report, just stating that there was a report put out by J. Alex Halderman. It was sealed in the in the Curling v. Raffensperger case down in Georgia. Um, and, and so let's go down to number uh, 52, and they talk about these vulnerabilities still existing on the machines. Okay, they say here that the vulnerabilities still exist and could be mitigated, but such mitigation would take months for Dominion to assess the problems, develop responsive software updates, test them, obtain any necessary approvals, from the EAC and state level certification and distribute. Uh, so then we jump down to uh, 53. They say there's likely the, the, the author of the report, Halderman, concluded that the ICX is likely to contain other equally critical flaws, which are yet to be discovered. Okay. But then, uh, okay, it says that the ICX is used in 16 states or set to be used in 16 states. Now, where it starts getting really good is down here at number 57. Okay. So if you want, I'll let you take it over from there. Importantly, the report, the report found inter alia as follows. There were errors in the ballot scanning, A. B, there was a failure of Dominion voting to meet Commonwealth certification standards. C, there were non-certified database tools installed on the Dominion voting system. D, there were changes made to EMS three weeks before the 2020 election. E, there was a lack of Commonwealth LNA and inspections of the Dominion voting systems. Logic and accuracy is what they're referring to there. Right. So what we're looking at here is we're looking at, first off, we're looking at database tools that don't belong on the machines. That's the I'm sure that's like MySQL or something like that. We've talked about that ad nauseum. All right. Then you have D. There were changes made three weeks before the 2020 election. Now... That's important because, first off, it's within the safe harbor. Nothing can be done on those machines within, I think it's it's either 60 or 90 days. So that's within the safe harbor on those machines. So that is a, a unlawful act to, to update anything on those machines. They did something similar in Georgia, but that actually went through the court process and, you know, uh, as part of... Uh, uh, curling v raffensperger down there and they did a last minute update as well in in georgia now I, I don't know if there were other last minute updates elsewhere i'm sure there were um but going on to e it says there was a lack of a lo logic and accuracy inspection which is you know huge because that's always mandated huge we're not even, we're not even at the best part yet we're not even at the best part yet as as bad as that is right there we're not at the best part yet all right so we haven't even gotten into eric spikin's report all right, uh, skip on down to 62. No, not 62. I'm sorry. I don't even know why I put that in there. Skip on down to 66. Order 66. Execute Order 66. Take it away. For all my Star Wars fans out there. Okay, on, <laughs> se on September 15th, 2022, a commissioned report revealed several deficiencies and the absence of information and data that directly implicated and contradicted the contractual terms, all right, we're going to scroll down. The September report reveals the results of analysis performed on six hard drives in Fulton County. This is Pennsylvania. Remember, not Georgia. In Fulton County, which images were created in July of 2022. Uh, the September report revealed the contrary that contrary to the terms of the agreement, security, quote, security measures necessary to harden and secure, end quote, the Dominion machines were not completed, showing that the last update or security patch to have been performed was in April of 2019. So way outdated uh, uh, security, you know, software. Now is where it gets good. The September report showed that external USB hard drives had been inserted into the machines on several occasions and that there is no known list of approved external drives that could have been or were used or inserted into the machines. In this regard, the report concluded that there was no way to determine whether and to what extent these unauthorized drives compromised the data or the system. Now, it's worth noting with that that Delaware County, Greg Stenstrom in his testimony back in uh, Gettysburg in, in December of 2020, said that he saw somebody walking around with a bag of USB drives and just randomly, you know, putting them into machines. It's also worth noting that in October of 2020, before the election, somebody broke into a uh, election warehouse in Pennsylvania and stole a laptop and USB drives. They didn't take any of the machines. They just took a laptop and USB drives. So just keep that in the back of your mind as we go through this. Uh, number 70 here says the, re the September report further concluded that there had been, quote unquote, substantial changes to the drives as seen with the inclusion of over 900 
.dll files and links created since the date of installation of the Dominion software. And these pathways constituted a security breach due to the introduction of unauthorized quote-unquote script into the Dominion voting system used in Fulton County. The September report that a quote-unquote Python script had been installed after the certification date of the system and not only should a script should 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 such a script not have been added to the system but quote this python script can exploit and create any number of vulnerabilities including external access to the system data export of the tabulation right data export of the tabulations or introduction of other metrics not part of or allowed by the certification process among other findings this constituted a direct violation of and failure of the conditions required for certification in the dominion certification report so i mean we're, we're just we're just starting to touch into this all right you you want to anytime you want me to stop and, and digest this let me know man Number yeah 70, let's go back actually okay um, let's do it can you dive in a little bit to 70. Dude, I, I look. I like I said, I have not done any analysis on this, so I'm taking this at face, you know, at face value for what it says. Um, so yeah, substantial changes to the drives after after the certification, right? This says after, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, links since yeah, since the date of installation. Excuse me. Links created since the date of installation on the Dominion software, and these pathways constituted a security breach due to the introduction of an unauthorized script. And I just so want I to point out, not not an alleged or, you know, possible, because we're going to get into this in your Coffee County thing, a security breach, like yeah. end stop, security breach, an actual security breach, not some Trump sympathizers we don't like committing a security breach, which is not a breach by definition, by people who allowed them access, who had the right to allow them access. But this is, this is something uncertified, put in there without, I, I mean, this is illegal. Well, it, and then it, the, it the Python possible. script, the Python script, get into the Python script. This is ridiculous. This well, is huge, so guys. It, this it, is huge. It's also worth noting that this is Fulton County filing this lawsuit. This is not, you know, some Joe Schmo citizen that is, you know, what the media will determine a deranged uh, Trump follower or something along that lines. I'm sure they'll be attacking the county clerk and anybody affiliated with Fulton County here in the media in the next couple of days. But yeah, this is this is really big, folks. Yeah, this is not like th what you're saying. Like we have how many lawsuits, and every time, whether it's been in Colorado, and El Paso, and Michigan, it doesn't matter. They jump on these people and call them election deniers, and they say that they're they're just Trump wackos who are trying to create doubt and subvert the uh, legitimate results of an election because they're evil Trump supporters. This, this is the, this is the state. Yes. Well, the county, the county, the county, the county. Yeah. Uh, all right. So reading on number 72 here, each of the drives are quote interconnected in a system to one another end quote, and that this would be required to share data and counts between devices. But what happens when one device is connected to all the other devices? You have to just access one device, and then you can connect to all of them, right? Uh, Something so we also knew. God, how right? many experts? How many experts have said that? Dude, I mean, if I was Dominion, I'm backing out of every lawsuit, every slap lawsuit out there right now. I hope Joe's <laughs> listening to this wherever he is. Joe's gonna. I, hope, I think Joe probably is off the plane by now. Joe's probably dancing through the airport. I, yeah, Joe, call in if you're if you're listening, buddy. <laughs> All right, number 72, each of these devices are interconnected into a system. We got there. However, quote, because of this networking, unauthorized access to any one device allows unauthorized access to any device connected to that network of devices. Among other findings, this constituted a direct violation of and failure of the conditions of required certification. Number 73, the September report further determined that, quote, an external IP address Whoops. that is associated with Canada is found on the adjudication workstation, end quote. And quote, this shows that at least one of the network devices has connected to an external device on an external network, end quote, and that this was the same device that the post-certification Python script was found on. No way! You mean the, <laughs> the device that had the Python script is the same device that had IP addresses from Canada, and wait, that one device that had the script is connected to every other machine in that network, 
Oh, so you mean Canada could hack into that one device with Python script and then from there attack all the other devices? Bleeping A, this is explosive. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want to stop you right there because what we might actually, <laughs> what we might be seeing here, Brian, it could be script drift, it could be network drift. <laughs> like, we, we don't really know. It could be human error. Maybe it's, you know, Python drift. I don't, I don't know what it is. Dude, I mean, this is over, over. This is this is this is it for for Dominion. I, 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 I. <laughs> all right. So I woke up this morning. I was like, I, I got another big story after this one. Uh, okay, let's read on here. The log files for the adjudication. This is number seventy-four. The log files for the adjudication device show an IP address of blah 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 one seven two one zero two sixteen twenty-two which derives from a location in Quebec, Canada, and that this revealed a serious issue to be connected remotely to a Canadian system. Now, the interesting thing is, is I know a lot of people are like, Dominion is a, is a, is a Canadian company, but they're based in Toronto, not Quebec. So why is Quebec accessing United States elections? This is foreign interference. I don't care if Quebec is, a, is an ally, excuse me, Canada is an ally, that doesn't matter. Quebec, Canada is so far indebted to um, China with the, the FIPA, the Foreign Investment Protection Act, that there is, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to make any accusations yet. Way too soon in this. But that's explosive. That it's well, not I mean, we, don't, we don't even need to at this point. This is, this is so huge. We don't need to make accusations. I mean, this is, this is going to play out. This is going to have massive rippling effects over all the other lawsuits, everything that has been going on, their narrative that they've been pushing. I, I really am excited to see how they're going to try and spin this, but this is, uh, I mean, you know, my Python, it's, it's just a flesh wound, you know, which is what Dominion has been saying this, this whole time. This is a pretty bad flesh wound. Now, number, number uh, I think this is, what is this, number 74? This is, I don't know why it has a number four, but it says the report cannot determine when this connection occurred, nor what data was transmitted, but this remote access did occur. Among other findings, this constituted a direct violation of and failure of the connect conditions required for certification. And then number 75, and this is the, the last one. This one isn't huge, but it's still a big deal. The machine and devices only had Windows Defender dating back to July 2016, and no other updates had been made. The report concluded that, quote, viruses or malicious software, end quote, created after that date would not be combated by the system without proper updates. So, uh, yeah, again, it's a vulnerable system. It's, it's, not, it's not secure uh, with, with whatever you want to call it, antivirus, malware, protections, all that stuff. Explosive. And I will remind everyone before we go on that as we fight to take back our country and as we are all preparing for the future that lies ahead of us, how important it is for you to protect your family and prepare yourself to be able to do so. We're blessed to have a relationship with DCF Guns here in Colorado. They have three locations, one in Castle Rock and two down in Colorado Springs. Uh, but they have a ton of inventory. It's one of the things I love about DCF. They consistently have more inventory than anywhere else that I've, I've seen. If you need a handgun for concealed carry, if you need something to protect your home, go to DCF Guns at any of their locations. Uh, if you go to dcfguns.co, uh, which is what you're looking at right now, you can go straight to their online store and you can check out the things that they do currently have in stock right now. Make sure that you get something that's appropriate and most importantly, make sure that you get some training. You can do that at DCF Guns. They offer some great training by some really, really phenomenal instructors. So go get something that's going to work for you, that's going to allow you to be prepared, get ammo, magazines, whatever you need. They have safes and most importantly, get training, get familiar with the weapon that uh, you choose, and make sure that you and your family are protected. So that's DCF Guns in Castle Rock and in Colorado Springs. They have two locations there. Go to dcfguns.co to go straight to their online store. Absolutely explosive report. Now, this is, this is still early. This, this lawsuit was just dropped this morning. All I'm going to do is read from it. I mean, we could... We could talk about some of the stuff that was found in there, the IP address, you know, and all that stuff and and start thinking about Maricopa where they won't hand over their IP or the Splunk logs. We could talk about, you know, the special master they set up, John Shattuck in Maricopa mm -hmm. to handle all this, but nobody could talk about it and all sorts of things, uh, you know, about 
about the, the routers and the IP out there. Uh, we, we could also look at Michigan, where uh, the judge dismissed Matt DiPerno's case and Bill Bailey's case the day that they were supposed to get the routers and the Splunk logs. And we could go to, this is a good transition into my next article, Apollo, to, yeah. to Coffee County. Yeah, let's do it. I just want to, just because I'm, I'm reading this, in addition to the facts alleged here in DeWitt, that Dominion Voting Systems products did not function correctly, had faults and defects, did not meet conditions required during and after the election in November 2020 in Fulton County. Uh, in addition to the aforementioned analyses described here in Fulton County, become aware of additional information demonstrating the existence of anomalies, def defects, and faults in the DVS products before, during, and after the election. Guys, this is really, really, really huge. We should all be, uh, like, I mean, we got, I want to play some salsa music or something right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is, this is big stuff, guys. So follow this. Make sure that... Uh, you said you submitted uh, the story on this already this morning. Yeah, I just I just submitted it uh, about five minutes before we went live. Okay, so everybody, you need to go and go to Gateway. Number one, we're going over to some of Brian's other writing, but uh, Brian has been crushing it. So if you go on there and look for Brian Lupo, you click on any of his articles, click his name at the top, it'll bring up a list of all the things that he's written uh, chronologically, and I highly recommend you do that because he is. He is an absolute warrior, and he's been crushing it. And he has phenomenal, uh, very well-referenced writing on there. So I, I admonish you if you have not been reading Brian's, Brian's writing and you've known of it. Well, thank you. So uh, thank let's, you. Go, let's go to coffee. All right. So this is, uh, this is yesterday's. I dropped another one this morning. Uh, so, so Coffee County oh, right. has been— I have been... the wrong one up. Sorry. Let me pull that no, up. No, no, me... Do you want to go with this one? Well, we can bring about a little bit of background for people that don't really know what's going on with Coffee County. So here's the story with Coffee County. They've they've come under a lot of media scrutiny lately. Um, the the elections. Well, the former election supervisor, Misty Hampton, uh, she goes by Misty Martin Well, she went by Misty Martin back then. Um, uh, Kathy Latham, the former GOP chairwoman, obviously Jeff Lenberg and, and Doug Logan. We had, you know, we were on with Jeff a couple weeks ago, uh, talking about this exact situation that went over there. Um, and now, now it's it's gotten really bad. The Washington Post has written, I think, five articles about it, four articles about it in the last two weeks. CNN just put one out yesterday. AP has written a few. They're going after these people in Coffee County really, really hard. And there's a problem with this. Apollo is. They don't talk at all about why a, a Coffee County did what they did. So Coffee County went and forensic got took forensic images of their Dominion machines. Now, if you read the AP and you read the Washington Post and you read CNN, you think that they came in under the cover of darkness. It, oh, it wasn't really dark, but they got surveillance camera footage and they screenshot it to make it look like it's something nefarious. And it's just people walking in the building, man. Like, you think that the... Uh, with the election the, official. With the election official, right. The person, and, and Pearson versus Kemp dictates that uh, the election county election supervisor is responsible for the election. The secretary of state doesn't have authority over that. So the election supervisor goes in there with a professional firm, by the way. And, and this needs to be emphasized. I talked with a lawyer friend of mine for, for a couple hours last night about all of this and you know the process and everything. And when you're in e-discovery, okay, when you're in a case um, and, and you have something that like a, a hard drive or something along those lines, it's typical to bring in an outside firm that specializes in document retention and, and uh, you know forensic imaging and e-discovery is what they call it, e-discovery. And they come in and they'll do a forensic image of the, of the system and they'll put it in what's a quote unquote vault. So a chain of custody is maintained on the original of the image. Now they can make another copy of that if you need to do something with it, you know, distribute it to the parties, whatever it may be. But the original is maintained in a, in a secure vault, chain of custody maintained and all that stuff. So when the Washington Post and all these other articles go out there and call this a breach, uh, there's, there's a woman named Marilyn Marks on, on, on Twitter who's calling it a heist who's called it stolen software. I think at one point, I think she said piracy. I think piracy was used at some, somewhere in her Twitter. Um, it, it's, 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 it's absurd. It's absurd. Uh, this was done by the books. This had the election official that was there. And we dropped this morning. This was the first time this document has been shown publicly. 
Uh, Georgia Record ran it this morning as well, and so did Gateway Pundit. But we, I actually wrote a story behind it. There was a litigation hold on January 5th of 2021. So President Trump and Lynn Wood both, for their cases that were ongoing in Georgia, issued a litigation hold, which is a, a, a it's, it's, it's a binding, doc. well, it's not binding, but it's a, I, I don't wanna get into too much trouble here, but it's a document that basically says, you're gonna be sued or you're being sued, don't delete anything. From here on forward, if you delete anything, uh, there's like a, a presumption of guilt, essentially, on anything that you deleted. Okay, it's it's assuming that if you deleted it, it was for a reason. You know, it was for nefarious reasons. Uh -huh. And so, what this clerk did, what Misty Hampton did, is is perfectly within her scope as the election supervisor. It's within her duty. It's an obligation. You know, it's kind of like Tina Peters out in Colorado when she forensic when she did the forensic imaging of the machine before an update. You know. When you, when you have document retention orders, you have to make sure that if anything's done to that machine, you have a copy from the before anything was done to it. And so, uh, you know, what we're seeing in the media now is like this flat out attack on these individuals in Coffee County by the Mockingbird media. And it's, it's really not warranted. And before we go on, we have a new sponsor of the show. That is American Hartford Gold. If you're like us here at Conservative Daily, you are growing more and more and you are concerned about the future. And how could you not be? Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan, not only predict a recession, but are using terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. If you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call, and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. And they make it easy. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the BBB and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 855-965-5545. That's 855-965-5545. Or text the word FREEDOM to 998899. Again, that's 855-965-5545. Or text FREEDOM to 998899. Well, and I want to... So, by the way, I, I, what I have on screen for everyone who is watching live and everyone uh, on the audio, uh, when you're listening to that, the, I'm, I have up the uh, order from January 5th. That is in Brian's article on Gateway. So go read through that entire thing. Uh, if, so you know what we're talking about. I want to put up real quickly this uh, this article that you linked to. I believe this was in the article from today. Maybe it was yesterday. Um, but one of your articles in the last two days on coffee, you linked to this one, uh, written by Christina Cassidy. And I just want to I want to bring down and read a bit of this because it is beyond infuriating and unfathomable that they think they they're doing anything by saying this stuff with how awake everyone has become and how much this is all uh this is all completely unraveled itself and that was before uh you just came on and let me know about this uh about the suit that just dropped from fulton but uh she talks about by people coming in and do this and having access to the voting equipment data i'm going to read right at the top here harry hursty a leading expert in voting security said he is concerned about another use of the breach data. Access to the voting equipment or software can be used to develop a realistic-looking video in which someone claims to have manipulated a voting system. A fake video such as this posted online or to social on or after Election Day could create chaos for an election office and cause voters to challenge the accuracy of the results. If you have the, this is quoting him, if you have those rogue images, you can start manufacturing false compelling evidence. Forget the compelling evidence, the real legitimate compelling evidence. You can create and manufacture false compelling evidence, false evidence of wrongdoing that never happened, you can start creating very compelling imaginary evidence. There has been no evidence that the voting machines have been manipulated, Christina writes, either during the 2020 election or in this year's primary, but conspiracy theories widely promoted among some conservatives have led to calls for replacing the machines with hand-marked, hand-counted ballots, etc., etc. They're literally saying all the things that we actually have, all the compelling evidence... 
I mean, including in this case, they're saying we really cannot have people coming in authorized to come in with a reputable you know, company and doing this correctly, experts in the field. We cannot have them coming in and making copies for forensic analysis because they could then go out and make TikTok videos that would convince people that the election was somehow subverted. That's, that's what they're saying in this article. This is this is uh, this is literally desperation <laughs> setting in. Um, I, this is one of the most absurd things I think I've heard from Hari Hursty, and I've heard a lot of absurd things from him. Uh, I'd like to remind Hari that J. Alex Halderman had one of these Dominion ICX machines for like 12 weeks. And I'm not accusing Halderman of anything. Absolutely not. I think his integrity is beyond reproach. But when you take a company like Sullivan Strickler, who they claim is a Trump, uh, in one of the articles they claim is a, is a Trump loyalist group, they're just a contractor that was paid to do this. They had no skin in this game whatsoever. They're not partisan. They're, this is what they do. This is what their company does. It would be like going to Jiffy Loop to get an oil change and, and accusing them of like messing with your car. It's like, that's what they do. They just do oil changes. This is what this company does. They, they do these images of this of these documents. And uh, I, I don't know what Hari's implying here. I guess you're going to disrupt it with a TikTok video. I mean, I think Jeff Lenberg already did that with the with the Antrim machines when he flipped the votes on TV. I mean, why? Why is this a concern? I mean, that should be concerning that you can do that. And instead, you know, they're sitting here trying. I don't know. I don't know what Hari's trying to get at here. But so so I, I want to talk, uh, Apollo, I want to talk about because none of these articles address why Coffee mm -hmm. County did what they did. Yep. And that's important because the litigation hold in itself is enough to justify making that copy. It's, it, it is. It's enough to justify it. A litigation hold is. I mean, what happens if something got deleted like in Maricopa where they did a 36,000 uh, login query bomb that deleted all the, the logins during the 2020 election? Or mm -hmm. when 1.3 uh, excuse me, 1.3 million files on the Maricopa uh, machines end up getting deleted. Oh, I'm sorry, they weren't deleted. They were archived, and because they were archived, they didn't give them over in the subpoena. And and so that's what this 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 uh, clerk, well, not clerk, this election supervisor, uh, went above above board and, and did what should have been done and what is standard legal procedure, by the way, to do when you have a litigation hold. So, anyways, let's talk about what happened leading up to this. So. We have to go back to the June primary in 2020, all right? There was a lot of issues with the June primary in Georgia. First time these machines were being used, and immediately there's an issue with the software. Uh, 21 senator candidates, and they don't all appear on the same page, which is a, uh equal opportunity violation, so they all have to be on the same page. So they do a software update, whatever. Go on to full, uh, Coffee County, population about 43,000 people, and... The clerk there, uh, well, the, excuse me, the supervisor there, Misty Hampton, is having all sorts of problems running the ballots through on primary day, and the machine keeps rejecting them. It keeps spitting them out. Now, we talked about this with Lenberg, remember? Mm -hmm. It keeps spitting these ballots out. And so Misty reaches out to the Secretary of State and says, hey, we're having a major problem here. Oh, okay, okay, well, you know, we'll take care of it, we'll take care of it. They never showed up. So they, they somehow were able to get this over the finish line in the primary. So then we roll around to the general election in 2020, and they're having the same exact problem. It's spitting out ballots, uh, rejecting them at, at the cyclic rate, a really high rate. And they're, they're mainly, according to you know, what we talked about with Lenberg that one day, they're mainly Trump ballots that's doing this to. You know, when they, when they did their testing and recreated this with, with Misty, Misty did it. They didn't do the testing. Misty did the testing. They, they found that it was four to one Trump ballots that were being rejected. But that's, that's, you know, that's after the fact. So going back to November 3rd, 2020, when they're running all these ballots, uh, they, they actually reached out to another jurisdiction outside of coffee and brought in a machine from them just so that they could get this over the finish line. So they get through the 2020 election. They don't they won't certify the recount when they get to a recount. November, I think, 16th, they ordered a machine recount. When it gets into December, when the recount numbers are all due, they won't recertify the election because they won't certify the hand, the, excuse me, the machine recount because they ran it five times and none of the five times did the numbers match. And so they said, we're not certifying this. We don't know what's going on. We should be able to match the numbers. Uh, you know, they were off by about 100 ballots at one time, 50 ballots at another. And so they refused to certify it. Secretary of State comes in and certifies it on their own, which the legality of that is questionable. You know, can the can the secretary of state override an election supervisor and just 
certify an election they don't really know much about. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a, that's a question for lawyers. So then we get to the runoff. January 5th runoff. Okay. They get the, the litigation notice from the litigation hold from Trump and, and, and Lynn Wood. And um, they go through and they're doing the runoff. That night when they're scanning ballots, uh, I think the Secretary of State sent an additional Dominion rep down to them. And they're having the same problem again, where it's rejecting ballots like crazy. They went all the way down to, to scanning five to ten ballots at a time, trying to get these batches through without having to delay and reset and all that other stuff. And so finally, the, the chairman of the uh, county election board, Eric Cheney, comes over and says to the Dominion rep, get your boss on the line and fix this now. You got 30 minutes or I'm bringing in the news. So the, 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 the Dominion rep goes out, gets on his cell phone, goes outside, comes back in about 30 minutes later and says, try it now. And they're like, we're not going to try. He's like, wipe, wipe the lens down, which they'd been doing all night, wiping the lens, cleaning it, all that stuff. It never worked. He says, wipe the lens down and try it again. So they say, all right, whatever. So sure enough, they wipe the lens down and try it again, and it runs for the rest of the night perfectly fine. No problems whatsoever. And so the, the Democrat over there and, and the Republican observer, Kathy Latham, they both kind of look at each other like, did we just witness, or, or excuse me, Cheney was the one that said this, did we just see what we think we saw? And, and they said, yeah, it looks like there was some sort of an internet connection. How did he fix that? Because he never touched the machine. The Dominion rep never touched the machine. I want to put up her, her affidavit real quick. Because uh, yep. you pay attention to the language. This is also linked in his article, uh, again, on Gateway. Um, but, you know, it details all of this, exactly, you know, who she was, you know, as an affidavit would. Uh, goes through how, how many problems they, they were having, the QR code failure. Uh, they tell him, get the Dominion guy in here. He has 30 minutes to fix the scanner. And, uh, and then here we go. I'm going to start reading number, uh, right before number 15, so part of 14. And it says, Mr. Chalandez came back in about 30 minutes, was smiling, saying he knew that this was going to work. We'd soon be finished 15 Mr. Schlanders then stood next to the scanner but did not touch the scanner. This is her affidavit. This is Latham's affidavit. Did not touch the scanner at any point. In his hand, he held his cell phone, which was a smartphone. While standing next to the scanner, he instructed Miss Hampton to wipe the machine down one more time. And remember, as Brian just stated and as, as uh, we've covered, and uh, as he has you know, pointed out extensively in all the articles he's written about this, they'd been doing that the entire day. And Mr. Shalandis insists it's going to work, bouncing on his toes, getting excited. Ms. Hampton's getting mad and told him to calm down as he continued doing this. Uh, and then, magically, it works. So the guy's literally in her affidavit. She says, bouncing on his toes, he's so excited. He's smiling. He's grinning ear to ear. Number one. And then, because this is just my only point on this. Now, what we have with, with, with this lawsuit, if it's what we think it is, uh, and all the other, the expert reports, yeah, they were connected to the internet. Yeah, we found these anomalies. Yeah, the, uh, the versions weren't matched, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, just the laundry list of things. I'm not even going to try and re re recap all of it. But, like, this guy must be stupid. Why would, why would he be so, you know, so in your face? He's, like, nonchalantly kind of hinting at you that haha i fixed it magically that why would you be proud of that like it, it, it would have been better almost for appearances sake you know uh, given that you're stealing the voice of the american people and you're involved in you know things that are clearly illegal and clearly he knows that he's a little piece of trash he he would have been better to go on and like rub a genie lamp and go please please joe biden <laughs> the, the ghost of joe biden fix the machine that would have looked better than how he how he actually did this like acting like he's a He's a wizard, and it'll work. I mean, how arrogant do you have to be? Yep. I'll get yep. back to you, though. And that it, just it pissed me off. And as we see the continued assault on our privacy, on our freedoms, and the information war we find ourselves in, it's always important to protect your online activity. So if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the Internet, or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using incognito mode will not solve the problem. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, 
or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners of Conservative Daily Podcast, and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you're getting nine months for free. On top of that, it's an awesome deal. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's running. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com forward slash daily. Well, and here's the worst part. Uh, can you bring up uh, the first article where I talk about the Georgia rule? Because this is, this, yeah, there it is. Rule 183-1-12-0.05. Now, this rule is what I, so I reached out to Marilyn Marks, who is the plaintiff in Curling v. Raffensperger, the case that's been going on for six years and has accomplished precisely nothing. Well, not precisely, but pretty much nothing. Um, I, I reached out because she's the one that's she's the one that's driving this narrative. Okay, so when they're deposing all of these people, it's her lawsuit that is being used as the vessel to depose this, to, to depose them. Now, Marilyn Marks has made it clear that the district attorney in Fulton County, Fannie Willis, is using those depositions to try and go after a grand jury, a criminal grand jury, and indict these people down in Coffee County or, or investigate these people down in Coffee County. And so, you know, when you look at these depositions that they're taking, they they deposed Ben Cotton with with 22 attorneys, 22 attorneys, okay, for eight hours, a minimum, a minimum of $65,000 to depose Ben Cotton. And so I asked Marilyn Marks before before I published my article, because I usually try and do that, if it's especially if it's somebody I know I can talk to. And I asked her specifically what statute are you guys alleging that these people broke? Because throughout all the articles, they say this term breach, which I don't know how you say they breached the system in Coffee County when the election supervisor welcomed them in. That's not a breach that's being welcomed in. So I asked her what statute, and she said this 183-1-12-0.05. Now, if you bring that, that, that statute, or excuse me, it's not a statute, it's a rule. Okay, if you bring that rule back up, I want to I point something out in here. Yeah, and so this is, uh, I'm going to put up real quick, uh, he links to this in his article. Uh, this is the article from yesterday, the 20th. Um, so I'm going to bring up the actual rule here so everyone on video can see right. this. So if you, if you zoom in on number, um, which one is it? Hold on, I'm trying to see. It's one, one and two, it gets right into... Um, well, the one, the one that says it can't be connected to the internet. Uh, yeah, that's number two. Electronic ballot markers, ballot scanners, and election management systems. This is number two. Shall not be connected to the internet, and no other software shall be loaded onto or maintained or used on computers on which the election management system software is located, except as specifically authorized by the Secretary of State. Now, this ties back into not only the lawsuit that just dropped today in Fulton, PA, which, by the way, that lawsuit is on Dominion ICX machines, which are exclusively used in Fulton County, or excuse me, in, in all of Georgia. Um, the Internet thing now, that when I look at it and you look at, you know, Kathy Latham's affidavit about the Dominion rep getting on the phone and saying, OK, now it should work after being outside for 30 minutes talking to his boss at Dominion. I think it was Scott Tucker um, comes back in and all of a sudden the machine works. That would imply some sort of either sheer luck or or remote connection okay we'll, we'll just we'll just call it what it is i mean if you guys want to sue me over that sue me over that but i mean i don't know what else to say um now here's here's the thing that's a little bit concerning to me when that guy whoever it is if they if they re if they remote accessed into that computer in in that tabulator in coffee county did did coffee county were they alerted at all that anybody breached their system that anybody was accessing their system because they, they don't mention that in any of the affidavits. You know, Kathy Latham and or, or Misty Hampton never said, 
oh yeah, they it, it, look, hey, look, a pop up came up that somebody is fixing your system. You know, like when I edit an article, if 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 the the, the owner of Gateway Pundit jumps in to to take over the article, it says so and so is taking over your article, and it's like okay, you know, they're they're doing their thing. Did that? Did it say that on the Dominion machine, or or was this remote access covert? You know, and and that brings me to Sidney Powell's first case. Uh, that she brought the Kraken lawsuit. There was an affidavit, excuse me, a declaration from a man named Dr. Keshavar Niaz, Keshavaraz Nia. Okay, and in his declaration, he said that there is evidence that these machines have a covert built-in back door. And I'm kind of starting to think that that's what we might have seen in Coffee County when the Dominion Tech went outside, fixed the machine using his cell phone, talking to his boss, and never touching the machine. So. It's, it's ironic that Marilyn Marks brings up that, that rule and says that that's the rule that Doug Logan and Jeff Lenberg are breaking when, in fact, there's plenty of evidence that that rule was broken prior to anything that went on in Coffee County. And some for some reason, nobody in Curling v. Raffensperger, Marilyn Marks, their attorneys, nobody has questioned Dominion question anybody about you know the remote access and how they fix that machine on the fly like that all sorts of questions man but this is what happens when you have an investigation that is biased that wants to achieve a certain outcome and isn't in search of the truth well and again it's the exact same i mean overwhelming evidence yeah like documented repeated evidence that they were doing exactly that and then again now you're looking at this stuff it does it really defy the imagination why like the virus nothing's updated the versions are all running older systems if i mean if you have a remote access program that you want hidden in the background and you're coming in and doing something i mean now they're throwing it in their face they, the guy came in and was laughing gleefully that you know i fixed it uh but is this really that surprising to anyone what now that we have all this information now that that uh, what's happening in coffee is getting more attention. I mean, th this is just confirmation of everything that we've been shouting about. And for the most part, being pretty reserved about saying, listen, uh, I mean, some of us, you know, have been like, no, these are absolutely fraudulent. And it doesn't matter that they say we don't have the exact details of how and why they did it. Uh, we know that it's fraudulent. We know that things are not as they should be. We know that they're obscuring everything. And that raises enough alarms. But I mean, for the most part, everyone said, hey, listen, there's obviously some things going on here, and they're not willing to show us. Why won't they give us the logs? Why won't they show us X, Y, and Z? Case in point. It's just confirmation of everything that people with common sense and people who have been doing actual analysis, not for the sake of, you know, preserving Dominion's namesake uh, or, or, you know, the, these clearly uh, suspicious election results, uh, and all these behavioral deviations, all these technological deviations. I mean, this is just confirmation par excellence one more time uh, in, in, you know, September 2022. It's like, the, the horse is dead, and now we've, like, you know, we took a minigun and eviscerated the horse. Well, I mean, with, with everything that we're seeing right now going on, um, you know, we've got... Uh uh, the, the, everything with COVID starting to come full circle, you know, they're lifting mandates. You got all these reports coming out saying that actually guys, it's worse to get the vaccine than it is to get COVID. Like it's, you're, you're more at risk getting the vaccine than you are getting COVID. Peer you know, reviewed. All that There's a peer reviewed study now. Oh. Peer reviewed. Yeah. It's used by the liberal party in, in Canada. So it's, it's, it's that side that's, that's, putting this out there uh there's the one that graphene oxide or similar to graphene oxide metallic structures similar to graphene oxide are found in the blood of of those that have the vaccine and got adverse events 94 percent of them by the way uh mm -hmm. so all of that's coming full circle you know the conspiracy theory the tinfoil hat i'm in the tinfoil room my paint on my walls is accidentally called tinfoil did not do that intentionally i just like the gray um <laughs> <laughs> seriously my wife was like dude it's called tinfoil and i'm like Wow, that's appropriate. But anyways, and now here we are with the election. And the election's coming full circle as well. Everything we said about the election, the, these machines connecting to the internet, uh, if you caught in there that they can export the tabulation records. So, you know, what we, mm -hmm. what we said earlier about the shutdowns in the middle of the night. Well, what happens if you have tabulation records and you shut down for a couple hours in the middle of the night and you get some high-speed program that's going in there and saying, hey, look, we got the tab tabulation records for Fulton County. All these people didn't vote. Now they did. Boom. All of a sudden, boom, they voted. You know, can, can they do that? I don't know. These are capabilities that we kind of think that these machines might have.
Um, so I want to jump in. Um, where was it? Maybe I lost my train of thought here. There was it was in your article from today. Um, uh, here we go. Twenty first. We went through that. Um, maybe it was Sullivan and Stricker. I can't remember before you were talking. But um, again, this is, you know, like they want to call these uh, people who had access to go in there. You know, we're talking about, you know, now the mainstream me- media narrative. I mean, again, this is like part of the company's deal. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- they're, they're trying so hard, Apollo. They're trying so hard to make this look like it's some sort of a crime you know like i said the the surveillance footage of them walking in with their heads down you know because they caught that one second where where you know lenberg's looking down or logan's looking down and not smiling and you know they got them in this one room okay and they're like oh they're in a restricted room it's restricted because you can't go back there without somebody inviting you back there. It'd be like, you know, when you go to a mechanic and it says, like, for insurance purposes, you can't go back here. It's like that same concept. It's not restricted. It's not the server room, you know, that they allege that it is. Now, now Sullivan and Strickler did go into the server room. However, um, they went in there with the election supervisor, you know, under her supervision and at her direction to uh, do this imaging that that's, you know, part of a litigation process. It's nothing it's it's nothing criminal what they're alleging. When but they I have to it, make it. Look like yeah. And I find it, uh, you know, talking about this lock and key access and how the uh, when you brought up here again in the rule states that the machines cannot be connected to the Internet and uh, states that lock and key access is granted to only a handful of people does not explicitly state those people are allowed in the room. Um, and it's <laughs> worth noting, this is I'm reading directly from his article for everyone who's listening, uh, that there is no access log as required per this rule when the Secretary of State's office sees machines from the EMS room. Uh, according to the rule cited above, SOS is not authorized to lock and key access of this room. I mean, the the narrative is so, is, is so uh, like Wizard of Oz right now in this whole situation. Hey, I have to I have to make a correction real quick because I said something and I, I got it wrong and and I apologize. I've got so much going on in my brain and I do most of this from the top of my head. The uh, the update in Georgia was done before the general election, not the primary. I said that there were 21 senators on the primary. I meant the general election. So uh, thank you to Melissa for for holding me uh, accountable for for that. So is this from uh, this article? No, no, no. This is when I. Um, yeah, I don't think I mentioned it in there. I just mentioned the the update in passing because we talked about the three week update in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, um, okay, I remember. Okay, gotcha. Safe harbor. So I just wanted to make sure that we're good on that. Okay, well, you got something wrong. So how dare you? You're not allowed how to get anything dare? wrong. <laughs> you stole my. How dare you? No, <laughs> no, it's my. How dare you? <laughs> um, you get the trick for that. You are fake news. <laughs> Um, wow, man, that hour flew by this. Uh, so you guys, uh, I'm going to be eagerly, I'm going to be like refreshing the page every, every five minutes to see the, uh, the one that you just released on, on the Fulton suit. It's not, it's not like I, I only wrote a paragraph and then it's pretty much just copying and pasting the bullet points. Like I said, this lawsuit is way too new for me to really go into anything on it other than just putting out the the statement of facts from the lawsuit itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but hey, real real quick, Apollo, can you can you bring up the the rule one eighty three again? Because I, I want to just kind of go over what they're accusing Lenberg and 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 Logan, Doug Logan, of doing. So if you look at number five, all right, that's what they're accusing uh, uh, um, Lenberg and Logan of violating. And if you read it, it says while in storage at the county election office or designated facility, all components of the, the voting system. Well, I can't read it now because it's it's only like half screen. Um, I'll let you read it. You read it. Okay, here. Let me uh, let me just reset that. Okay, while in storage at the county elections office or de- designated county facility, all components of the voting system, including electronic ballot markers, scanners, electronic poll books, ballot boxes, and election management systems, shall be stored under lock and key at all times when not in use. Lock and key access to such items shall be limited to the county election superintendent, members of the county board of elections, the election supervisor, if any. 
personnel of the county election superintendent's office designated by the county election superintendent, building maintenance personnel, and emergency personnel. Building maintenance personnel shall have access. That's all we need. That's all we need right there. That's it? Okay. Yeah. So so what they're trying to say is that because it says there the list of people that can have lock and key access to the room that Doug Logan and Jeff Lenberg weren't allowed in that room, even if they're with the county director. What I don't think they understand is that rule is just saying that nobody else can have a key besides those people and access besides those people. It doesn't say that you can't bring other people in there. I mean, of course, you're going to have a Democrat and a Republican observer that are in that room anytime something's going on with tabulation. It, it, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. The Secretary of State went in there, well, his office, people, representatives from his, his office, they went in there to seize the machines. I didn't see Secretary of State's office anywhere on that list of, of four or five people, whatever it is. Uh, so again, it's just one of those absurd things where lock and key access is is kind of being ignored, and they're just saying only these people can go in that room, and that's that's simply not the case. And again, Lenberg and Logan both confirmed that they never once touched the machines. They never once touched a machine. Everything was done by the election supervisor under her supervision and at her discretion. Well, you know, just, just that, just just to reiterate that whole you know that whole scenario there so they're accusing them of a breach you just articulated that and we've said this how many times but i mean the lawsuit that just dropped in fulton literally describes a breach and yep in violation of certification in violation of x y and z that is an actual breach what coffee county what they're alleging is a breach is not a breach in the first place i don't really think you can even pretend to misconstrue it as a breach uh, and there i mean there's just zero basics basis in fact like i don't if they take that uh, and try to run it through the courts, unless you have a kangaroo court, just like we've had in a lot of these lawsuits. There's no way that that would even have a chance of progressing past a past a preliminary hearing. But uh, here, here we're actually they're accusing the people of a breach while they brought in experts because they think they witnessed a breach. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's the hypocrisy in all this. Is that look? I know, I know, I know. Dominion, if 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 they're listening. Dominion would argue that remote access from the, the boss outside of the building, you know, when they called for 30 minutes, if 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 Dominion did access the machines, oh, well, those are Dominion machines. It's not a breach. It is a breach because Kathy, uh, excuse me, uh, Misty Hampton didn't know that they accessed the machine. There was no warning. OK, that's a foreign entity. At, at that point, those are Coffee County's machines. They're the people of Coffee County's machines. They are no longer Dominion's machines. Okay, so if Dominion remote access is into there without the knowledge of the person that's administering the election and maintaining the custody on those machines, that's a breach. I don't care if it's Dominion breaching Dominion equipment. It is a breach. So uh, yeah, that, that's a good point. That if Dominion did access the machines remotely, that is the breach. Not not what Sullivan and Strickler did. We're in fantasy land, guys. We're in beyond fantasy yeah. land. I have a remember. Whenever the Democrats accuse you of doing something, it's because they're doing it themselves. Well, I mean, you know, I think that's a that means we have a pretty good record because they say we don't have critical thinking skills. You know, <laughs> uh, now that now they have uh, all these mainstream news articles saying that if you're into fitness, you're you're going to be a right wing extremist and radicalized to fascism. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Um, I want to, because uh, actually you had you had other articles too. One of them uh, that, and we're, we ran through the hour, but one of them had uh, Brian Mozeter's video uh, that talked about Nick, Nick. Nick Mozeter. Yeah, forgive me. Um, talking about all these anomalous ballots. Uh, do you have a little bit more time? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, sweet. so uh, funny enough, that's the same guy that did the report in Fulton County, PA. Same guy, yep. Eric Keen. Yep, this is and he's also Keen. Yep, and he's also the same guy that analyzed and found uh, thirty-six questionable, so thirty-six thousand questionable ballots in Maricopa County, Arizona. Twenty-five thousand that were not printed from the original PDF file, and ten thousand, uh, a little over ten thousand, about eleven thousand six hundred, that were uh, anonymous, anomalous batches that had ninety uh, percent for Biden, ten percent for Trump, and then. Out of 61 batches, 58 of them were uh, 90% Biden, and three of the batches were 90% Trump. 
So uh, that's it's it comes out to about 11,600 votes for Biden and 600 votes for Trump in 600 ba- uh, 61 batches of ballots. Nothing to see here. No, nothing, 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 nothing to see here. Um, so I want to play this. Perfectly I'm gonna. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's well, I don't even know which drift that would be, uh, but so I'm gonna play this. Batch, I'm gonna start about drift. a minute in. What was it? Batch drift. Batch drift. Yeah, well, I think we're 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 living through like reality drift right now in 2022. Um, I want to play uh, part of where he dives into this at the beginning, uh, where he plays some of uh, Spikine's, uh video. So I'm gonna play this, Brian. I'm gonna leave your audio on if you want me to stop at any point. I'm not gonna play the entire thing. Uh, you shall go watch this. This is also uh, Nick Mozier does great stuff, and this is linked in Brian's article about this. So again, if you go and look at his articles on Gateway, you'll find this video. Uh, in the one from a few days ago. Uh, but I'm going to play this uh, about probably three minutes of it. It's work from the audit report that they were going to pull his indemnification, meaning if he got sued, they weren't going to cover him. And so because they buried this, apart from the people that watched that interview, pretty much nobody knows who Eric Spikine is, even though he's one of the most qualified people that was involved in the Arizona audit. And so let me show you guys a short clip of what Eric Spikine found in Arizona because it ties directly with what he found in Allegheny County after looking at the ballot images. And I found that there were about 25,000 ballots that were not printed from the official Dominion PDF ballot. In other words, the printing process, appearance, uh, is completely different than what you would get from a first-generation PDF printing. As you can imagine, the lines are perfect. So they're perfectly straight, no breaks in them, the circles or ovals as they may be, and they're a solid line. When I examined some of the early voting ballots and election day ballots from various polling locations, there were about 25,000 that did not have printing from this perfect PDF, as you would expect, but instead had breaks in all the same places around an oval. So you can look at one of the ovals and there are imperfections in the line, and they're in the same place on every single one of these ballots. Okay, so basically there's an official template that ballots are supposed to be printed from, and it's a PDF document from Dominion. Now, what he found is 25,000 ballots that were clearly not printed using the official PDF document, indicating 25,000 counterfeit ballots. Now, if you missed that interview, I'll leave a link to it in the description, and if you're watching... Okay, so, I mean, number one, recap some things that we've been talking about. Uh, again, huge deal. Same person who's involved in this lawsuit. Uh, and we're just supposed to believe they can't, like, they're going to claim, oh, well, maybe there was some issue. They'll say it's human error. This they just, you know, tried to memory hole. But again, all the uh, issues with the batches were almost entirely for one candidate. Th- that's something that we're supposed to believe is, is not a big deal? I guess, apparently. Apparently, uh, there's a place in Maricopa, which is about 50-50. It's 47-45. Apparently, we're supposed to believe there's a place there where they can sort ballots ahead of time. I guess that maybe that's their excuse is they sorted them. But we're to believe that 90% of the ballots go for Biden 61 times and only three times for Trump. So uh, even putting them all together, uh, you know, I don't know what those numbers would be, but 58 to three. Come on. It doesn't make sense. No, it makes no sense. And I want to play one video. because it brought me some great joy being from the great state of Michigan, uh, which has been completely corrupt and taken over by, you know, the radical left and these Democrat people. But uh, you had this in one of your articles from, I think this was over the weekend. Uh, This is (laughs) truly guys. This made me, this made me smile so much. This is Dana Nessel getting booed (laughs) off the stage. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm gonna. This is 30 seconds. Just enjoy this with me. With <laughs> I just had you because I wanna. I wanna play it because it brought it brought me such joy, because she has been one of the most instrumental people in Michigan targeting those who've actually been uh, fighting this and abusing the rule of law, abusing her color of authority uh, as an absolute criminal to uh, you know keep this election sham going. So here's a, here's a quick 30 second clip that uh, I'm gonna sip my coffee and revel in. <laughs> Dana! 
respect and give it up for Dana Nessel, our Attorney General. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is, she is getting slaughtered. This isn't even, like, she's trying to hype Dude. it up. <laughs> she's not, that's not like a few people in the background or like, you know, no. someone in a couple of Biden speeches going, you're a criminal, you stole the election. That, like, the whole crowd is just slaughtering her. You can't even hear her on the microphone. And, dude, that's not an NRA convention or a, uh, a pro-life rally. That's the Arts, Beats, and Eats Festival in a plus 12 <laughs> Biden district. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517, and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Fax Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.